My name is Hisham Mahana. I'm the professor of head and neck surgery at uh, the Institute for Head and Neck Studies and Education at the University of Birmingham in the UK. Could I ask you about this salutary lesson that you've basically executed? Because you've just been talking about cetuximab uh, and, and cisplatin in oropharyngeal cancer. You've made a new discovery, a very hard and definite one. But you say there is a salutary lesson to be learned from this. I'm going to ask you what you found, in fact. But what is the big lesson? Well, one of the big lessons is that you really need phase three trials even when treatments are already approved for, uh, for in, in our case, head and neck cancer, um, you need phase three trials to compare new treatments to standards of care to really be able to take it into the clinic. They shouldn't be take, you know, clinical practice should not be changed without these uh, phase three trials. Can you tell me what was the challenge that you were facing here in oropharyngeal cancer that you decided to test? Yes, so we uh, were looking at low-risk uh, human papillomavirus HPV positive oropharyngeal cancers. They are patients with really good outcomes, uh, but the current treatment, cisplatin radiotherapy, um, is, is very effective but co results in high uh, rates of toxicity for these patients and as, as you can imagine these are younger patients who uh, are surviving and living for 30 40 years after their cancer and therefore have to withstand the the toxic effects of that treatment in the long term so what did you do in the de-escalate study so what we wanted to to look for is a new type of treatment that would reduce toxicity uh, but have the same survival. And so we tested the use of uh, cetuximab and radiotherapy. Cetuximab is an EGFR inhibitor and radiotherapy in this setting against the standard of care, which is cisplatin and radiotherapy. And, and cetuximab was a good option because it has been widely used already. Yes, that's right. So uh, in 2006, a big study showed that using cetuximab in head and neck cancer improved survival over radiotherapy alone, so adding cetuximab. So uh, actually this became an FDA-approved treatment uh, for head and neck cancer. Uh, and people started using it, and uh, as HPV or pharyngeal came on, Came, you know, became more common, people started using it specifically for HPV uh, or pharyngeal cancer because we felt, okay, so it's, uh, it's effective in head and neck cancer but um, may have less toxicity than cisplatin and people started using it. Now, how many patients did you recruit and what sort of category of disease was this and what happened? So we recruited 334 patients uh, and these were the low-risk HPV positive oropharyngeal cancers. So these are HPV positive patients with uh, who are non-smokers or uh, uh, low smoking, uh, less than 10 pack years. And uh, uh, they were randomized one to one in both arms. Uh, and what we found was that actually uh, cetuximab had the same level of severe overall toxicities, um, the same quality of life, the same swallowing um, function. Um, cetuximab did result in less um, serious adverse events than cisplatin, but the real surprise was that cetuximab resulted in worse survival uh, than uh, cisplatin. Uh, and that was driven by more recurrences. And therefore, uh, cetuximab is just not as good as uh, cisplatin in terms of uh, survival and control of disease. How much worse was the survival? 
it was an um, 8.2% absolute survival difference, uh, a hazards ratio of 4.99, uh, and was pretty significant. What are the clinical implications then? So really the clinical implications are that for patients who are low-risk, HPV-positive, head and neck cancer, they should be treated with cisplatin and radiotherapy uh, wherever possible and not with cetuximab and radiotherapy. What is this telling us about local regional control and distant metastases? Well, uh, it, it essentially it's saying that cisplatin has an effect on both local regional control and, cis, uh, and distant metastases. It's better at controlling those. What's the take-home message then for busy cancer doctors now? Um, continue to treat your patients with cisplatin and radiotherapy in the low-risk HPV-positive patients wherever possible.